0: Calling uh, to order the Peace River Town Council regular meeting for Monday, March the 23rd, 2020. Uh, that the record showed that the meeting started at 5:38. Uh, are there any additions or deletions, Mr. Town? There are not, Your Worship. Okay. Uh, that will take. Uh, so, if I can get a motion to adopt the agenda as presented so moved to your worship who was that Warren. okay all in favor
1: in
2: favor in favor
0: in favor uh that takes us to the adoption of minutes We uh, should have uh looked through the march 9th uh 2020 regular council minutes. uh are there any corrections that are required there the minutes be adopted as presented. Okay, all in favor of uh, Councilor Goods.
1: motion? In favor. Okay. Uh,
0: are there any uh, any public hearings to be had this
3: town? There is not, Your Worship. I'm assuming there are no presentations tonight. That's also correct.
0: Any bylaws to be read? Yeah. There are none this evening. Uh, so that takes us to unfinished business, ratification of the 2020 operating capital budgets.
3: Um, I, I'm assuming you've distributed those? Yes, they are part of the agenda package. that's online right now. Um, and council has received a copy of those. Does anyone around the table need a paper copy? No. And there are, if you're interested, budget books on the table where Autumn normally sits if anyone wants a copy. Um, so before you, your worship and council this evening, is an RFD to request ratification for the approval of the 2020 operating capital budget. Um, this budget has been developed and deliberations over the last two months. In um, deliberations, presentations, and other information has taken place over the course of five or six meetings during that time which have all been open to the public um, the budget document has been updated to capture the deliberations and decisions made by council over that time so the proposed budget was one thing the um, approved um, as we're showing again subject to approval this evening will be from to show the decisions that council has made over that time And the document will be available on our website on our our budget page shortly but it is part of this agenda so the public would be able to find it there Um, so the budget and the preparation of the budget back in in the fall and winter of 2019 um, our priorities were a little different back then but we were maintained on the core services and the running of the town And again, council's priorities were generally at that time to manage and reduce tax burden to property owners, improve efficiencies within the organization (coughs) and partnerships. Um, There has been a real focus on the improvement of recreation services and and infrastructure, and then build capacity for operating capital programs within the budget. And the recommendation within this report are required under the municipal government act to give effect, effect to the operating capital budgets for the town. In terms of the budget that's been presented, total expenditures are $26,750,810 and are summarized on page two of this report and page 20 of the budget document. The preliminary budget did include numerous inflationary and growth pressures, so, as part of the the proposed budget and the base budget, Um, wage settlements, inflationary pressures, utilities, capital project costs, consulting costs were all factored in and considered. Um, And the cost of maintaining existing and new infrastructure was built into the budget. There were several deliberation items that council did discuss. uh, Kind of specifically, there was at least kind of a dozen um, topic areas that there were some deliberations and discussions on. We've listed a few below, which is uh, first of all the completion of the funding for the operations of the Baytex Energy Center. So again, 2019, the budget was produced um, with a, a whole bunch of estimates and assumptions on what the operating costs of the Baytex Energy Center were. Uh, those have continued into 2020, but staff are pretty comfortable that we've we've captured most of of the costs there, Um, inclusion of seasonal labor positions to assist in the activities of the Public Works Department, the funding for a ladder truck for the Peace River Fire Department, Um, maintaining funding for existing services, including the Peace River Library and the town's um, cultural and recreation services, Um, sponsorship of, of funding a partnership option with the peace river chamber of commerce plus several others in addition to these enhancements council have also managed to budget the changes of existing or committed costs um, for example the debt payments for reservoir 365 staff settlements um, wage settlements with staff utility rate increases and other cost elements that are experienced by the town based on the deliberation of the results tax revenues would need to be increased by an additional additional 3.3% in 2020. Um, What that means is a home assessed at $325,000, which is um, in 2019 close to a typical house value, would pay about $7.50 more per month in property taxes. Um, Again, dependent on the house. Um, based on this and based on other growth in construction within the town, um, it's a reasonable estimate that property owners would see a tax bill increase of about 3.1%. And this was done in light of significant um, budget impacts and reductions from the provincial government, which to the town in 2020 totaled almost $310,000 of both capital and operating funds. Councils also approved changes to water rates, which will be dealt through corresponding bylaws. So the utility rate bylaw will be coming before council shortly. And based on council's decision tonight, the 2020 tax rate bylaw should come before council sometime in April, 2020. Also as part of the budget, council has seen and tentatively approved the 2020 capital budget plan which includes 16 projects totaling just under $7.7 million, of which 3.7 is for water and wastewater infrastructure and the balance for general um, town infrastructure. Complete list is available with the budget document. And again, these are needed projects to maintain town infrastructure, replace um, existing assets, be able to maintain them and keep them in a good state of repair and hopefully be able to diminish or reduce operating costs in the future for replacements as as they come due. So based on this information and the discussions that we've had before there's recommendations there that staff or Open Council will consider this evening. The first that the operating budget in the amount of 26 million Seven hundred fifty thousand eight hundred and ten dollars of gross expenditures, which would give us twelve million nine hundred fifty-two thousand two hundred twenty dollars of net expenditures, resulting in tax levy of eleven million six hundred and forty-one thousand four hundred seventy dollars be approved, as shown within the budget document. and that should say 2020 capital budget, that the 2020 capital budget with gross expenditures of $7,690,500 be approved as shown within the budget document. And that staff will endeavor not to proceed on projects um, unless there is committed funding from provincial or federal sources as needed. That's not an issue for this year. There generally isn't any external funding that we have achieved or expecting, but it is something that um, I do like to include just so staff don't go ahead and, and do projects without the funding in place. I'm willing to take any questions if there are any.
4: Yeah, I'll toss one out and it, it's just for discussion and, and sort of brainstorming if we could. I mean when we did this budget um, it was under vastly different circumstances than we have today. vastly different and one of the questions I have is that I'm wondering if there's a way if there's a way we can do this with a zero percent increase the reason I'm asking that is that the number of people that I'm familiar with that are not working right now or having their jobs cut back or having other financial pressures put on them. Um, and that's that all that mine, every little bit helps. I'm just wondering if there's any mechanisms that we could use to meet the goals that we have to meet, but also not have an increase that hits our public and the people in our town at a time when, to be very honest with them, a lot of them are really hurting so it's just, it's just a question i don't know the mechanics of it i don't know the way around it but i i'd like to see us at least give it a shot
1: i'll trip in now so i appreciate you getting the the discussion started don uh i have to say that just listening to the premier this afternoon mm-hmm. he talked about and I I didn't catch it all because I came late to his live um, broadcast uh, regarding school taxes. I I mean, that will change things as well. Like Don said, when we started this deliberation, we were in a completely different situation. I mean, we're already talking about deferral of water utilities for a period of time. So today we're gonna talk about Water rate increase, and then next week we'll talk about deferrals. Is there is there too many uh, moving parts right now to be making some of these decisions?
3: So there's a couple different ways that we could go about this, and I'll I'll throw two scenarios. Then um, I'll start with my preferred scenario, just because it's it's in some ways simpler and cleaner. Um, my preferred scenario, and I, I totally understand where council wants to go. That it makes a lot of sense. We should be really cognizant to the pressures that residents and businesses would be experiencing. Um, but my, what, what I believe council should consider is passing this budget as as is, um, because these are, these are known costs, these are known items and known revenue streams that we have in place. And then they could look at other, um, funds or means of stimulus to um, introduce after the budget has been approved to basically enact the zero percent increase. So really, to to counteract that 3.3 percent increase or approximately $350,000, we do have reserve monies, rate stabilization reserve monies that could be drawn in for 2020 after the budget is approved. It just takes a council motion. Um, And those are set up for extraordinary circumstances, which I think we will all agree this is an extraordinary circumstance. Um, So we do have mechanisms after the approval of the budget to to deal with some of the the hardships that the residents would be facing. Um, The other scenario is to try to enact items within this budget to find those those monies or those changes um, that's really directing staff to go back and find about $350,000 worth of, worth of funds, right. which um, we haven't been able to discuss at the staff level. We've been so concerned about just dealing with operations. We haven't looked at too much of the budget ramifications. Um, but by doing so, that would delay the the approval and in, implement, implementation of the budget. So, so uh,
4: just to make sure I understand what you're saying, and I, th- and I think I do. If we uh, we could approve the budget today, as it as it is, with the the amount of monies that are shown, w- when you're talking about using the reserves or a couple of other mechanisms that are existing, that we could have when we do the tax rate bylaw, yes, we could adjust at that point in time if the council desired and have a, a discussion around it. But at that time, we can make a decision that could end up. I'm not saying well because they can't speak ahead on a vote, but the council could make a decision that could end up with a 0% increase where the rubber hits the road. We would still be able to meet the goals within this budget.
3: Absolutely. I would say if it's done in conjunction or the monies are found before the tax rate bylaws is done, then that's absolutely the mechanism to consider that. Thank you. I appreciate that very much.
1: Well, if we are going to consider our residents planning um, us passing a budget on the potential assumption that we're going to make changes when our tax rate bylaw gets passed, does that seem like not planning? I don't know. I don't know. It's complicated for me. I apologize. Uh, the, the other things that were introduced today have me scratching my head again. Um,
0: So the idea is to pass the budget so that there's a budget, and uh,
1: so I, you know,
0: yeah. And so, so you, so there is a plan because the budget drives the the plan, and there are things okay. in motion right now, um, where, and and we're also looking at what other people are doing, and hopefully we will bring in some of those ideas, whether they be. Uh, uh, deferrals of, of property taxes uh, which is one one item that's been thrown out on the table but at the bottom line is we still need to to move the budget ahead we need to worry about cash flow perhaps we can convince the government to uh, to reinstitute the grants and loo program to cover off some of the deferrals those those sort of items but we need Uh, administration needs some time to see how it's evolved. The tax bill the taxes don't have to be paid under the current scenario until June the thirtieth. Yeah. So can
2: I ask a favor?
1: Ruth, you're not you're not muted. Sorry. Sorry Tom, keep going.
0: Yeah so the the idea so, so administration uh, will come back with some of those ideas because some of it already depends on what the, uh, what the provincial government is doing and also what federal stimulus money is out there. So, and it may actually mean that administration will bring back a new budget uh, come, uh, come June the 1st or the, uh, shortly thereafter. But I think we put we passed this budget. Uh, Administration has a plan in place. They will try and implement it and 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 bring some new ideas to the table in terms of addressing councillor Good's concerns and your your concerns. Um, uh, But we, you know, one of the things is we do have to look after after, what happens after the COVID hump goes through, because we need to put a lot of those people to work. So we have a good neighborhood, uh, we have a neighborhood renewal program, we have some other capital projects, which actually all employ local people and put, will put local money back into the economy. So uh, that's one of the reasons for trying to go ahead with the, uh, with the capital plan as is. And rather than cut right now, because we, we do need to create some stimulus after this hump goes through. Do you want to comment any further on that, Mr. Cal, or Mr. Parker?
3: Um, I'll just say one or two things. So we have been in discussions, or the, the, the province um, Department of Municipal Affairs has um, been in touch with, with mayors and CAOs, and they've talked about the things that they're looking at doing. They don't have approval for those yet they have to go through cabinet Um, but they were talking about a bevy of deferment options uh utility um, relief options uh, longer to pay utility bills um you know maybe changes to when education funds are are remitted back to the the province that might happen later in the year rather than earlier i will admit that cash flow is a bit of a problem for us this year more than in previous years, because we've utilized a lot of that to build the Baytex Energy Center. Um, a lot of that to do other works and programs such as the 99th Street Slide Project and and whatnot. So our, our reserve balance and then our, our capital or our cash uh, balance is lessened or less than what we would normally see. Um, so it is, you know, delaying the budget and of course we're not going to delay it too long if there are, there are any delays because we do need to pass the tax rate bylaw so um, but we do believe that there will be programs that the province will be announcing in the in the very near future they've talked about some of these things they just need to get um, cabinet approval or or send to to be able to do so
5: I think uh, councilor mancer man's got her hand up But. go ahead Elaine oh.
2: I don't know am I on now
5: you're on now okay
2: anyways thanks Joanna and Councillor Good for bringing up the topic um, I'm wondering from administration um, if no grants etc turn up and um, so on are we back to looking at perhaps the capital and, and particularly the biggest capital item was the fire truck apparatus and maybe coming up with some different um, ideas about that i realize we end up borrowing a lot but it's
6: still money out of the pocket sort of thing so if i may answer that uh, what staff will do is we'll look at everything everything will be on the table and uh so it's it won't be just one particular thing it'll be every program that we have we'll look at um you know what is out there what isn't out there what options we can and what we can't do and we'll bring it back and uh i think that's the most uh, see our 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 meeting that we had on friday there's uh, i think the province is slowly rolling out things and the meeting uh, was with the province pardon me yeah so, so so what happened is uh we were on a phone call with minister madu and the premier was on first and uh you know he he led us to believe that there's going to be some options that are out there we just don't know what they're going to be yet so we don't want to jump the gun too soon and since the tax bills physically there's two parts right there's the budget and then there's the tax bills uh and, and developing our our actual t- uh budget uh or uh, bill document so when we have time to still go back and look if we need to. We, we might not have to change the budget at all, but if we do, we might just look at components of it, or we might look at, you know, like the, the rate stabilization fund uh, to do exactly sort of like what Councillor uh, Good is suggesting. Um, but the problem is, if we use this rate stabilization fund this year, then next year you're looking at a huge budget uh, in, uh, increase. So damned if you do this year, damned if you do next year, and we just don't know what programs are okay at this moment and i think um there's we we just were given the impression that there was going to be something coming and we want to make sure that we don't oh, oh does the cat get the <laughs> <laughs> okay. right.
1: anyway,
6: that, that that's all i wanted to say
2: okay so one last comment then um, when you're looking at everything you are perhaps also looking at trying to get the Tax increase of three some three point some percent down to maybe zero. That would be part of what you were looking at?
6: We could give options for council for everything. Okay. Yeah.
2: Thanks. I
0: think Counselor Needham had his hand up at one point. Is that right? Councilor Needham, do you have a question? Were you uh, speaking to me, your ear? Yeah, do you have a question? well i
7: I was, I was just wanted to underline the there is a, a a clear distinction between this budget and the tax rate discussion so by adopting a budget your hands aren't tied uh so that we do nothing as the circumstances that uh, Councillor downing spoke to and Councillor good and everybody else knows about i mean we're in a crisis so uh somewhat passing a budget tonight is uh I don't want to use the word symbolic uh, but symbolic in the fact that we need a budget to operate but it it doesn't tie our hands and I think everybody knows that uh, uh, we need to take some action and uh, whether it's stuff directed by the federal government or the provincial government or stuff that we can do ourselves such as uh, you know extending deadlines for for your, your, your taxes. So, I, I, I don't think this is going to tie our hands, or I, I guess I would hope that it doesn't tie our hands. Okay, Mr.
0: Good.
4: I'll, I'll just make a final statement As I think right now, one thing that people are looking for is a, a sense that council is aware of the trials and tribulations and the things that, uh, that the people in this town are going through. Because we're people of this town, we're going through the same things. And we're facing, a lot of us are facing the same pressures that they're facing. And I think there's sometimes a sense of, um, unfortunately, a sense of perception of separation between council and, and the town or council and the citizens. I think one thing I was trying to do by bringing up the subject, and I appreciate all of the other comments, is an awareness that. I think, as you put it, uh, Colin, was, Councilor Needham is, we have to do something. We're in a crisis here. And I think that that's something that the, that I'd like the people of this town, of Peace River to understand that we do, we understand that we feel it. We're washing our hands more often and doing all the regular stuff that everybody else is doing, trying to get through this. And it's not, and we wanna do it together with everybody in town, so with that i'm comfortable with passing the budget today and i think there's a commitment from what i've heard on council to have a real discussion on ways that we can um, work with the people in town and ameliorate some of the things um, your worship you mentioned some of the other things that we can take a look at and that we're going to be exploring those options and i really appreciate that
0: anyone else Hmm. Johanna Dowdy has a yellow box around herself. That's where the audio came <laughs> <is> from.
1: <laughs> I haven't done what, you worship?
0: You have a yellow box around yourself, so. Okay. Oh. S- suggesting that maybe you wanna ask a question. Okay, um, so if there's no more questions, uh, I'll entertain a motion.
8: Sorry, Tom, if, I can barely hear you. Okay, you uh, if there's no
0: more questions, I will entertain a motion to uh, to pass the uh, budget as presented or some other motion thereof. Is that going to be one motion or three? Well, um, I don't have the book in front of me. There Are there three motions that uh, administration would care for? I, I do have something in front of me. <clears throat> so the first one is, yeah, let's make them three separate ones. Maybe you can uh, somebody can take the first one and I'll take the read, first it, one. read it out completely just so that uh, people are listening to this on podcast and know what we're voting on.
9: Okay, so I'll move that the 2020 operating budget in the amount of $26,750,810 gross expenditures, 12952220 net expenditures, resulting in a tax levy of $11,641,470 to be approved and as shown in the 2020 operating and capital budget document. All in favor? In favor? In
1: favor.
0: I'm assuming that's unanimous. Uh, so uh, the, the second uh, motion, who would care to make that?
8: I can make that your be, worship. Okay. I put a motion on the floor that the 2019 capital budget with the gross expenditures, Seven million six hundred ninety-eight. 500 be approved, and as shown in the 2019 operating and capital budget document.
3: Councilor Ford, could we just amend that to say 2020 for both of those dates? So it should read that the 2020 capital budget with a gross
0: expenditure of 7,698,500 be approved, and as shown in the 2020 operating and capital budget document. So administration just uh there was a typo in that part
3: we so.
0: said okay
8: yeah that is fine i just i read it as uh what was uh, written there for it yeah. so i should have changed that to 2020. okay
0: all in favor of Councillor uh, ford's motion it looks like all a's here in, so any nays in favor in favor of
7: Councillor ford okay if you're looking for a motion for the third uh, item uh, your worship I would propose a motion that uh, uh, the federal, federal, provincial, federal and other external sources of funding be confirmed prior to expenditures being undertaken on those projects that are named in the uh, 2020 uh, financial
0: statements. Okay, all in favor of Councilor Needham's motion? Any, any dissent? In favor. So I don't believe there is any dissent there. Okay, hey, thank you very much. That allows us to uh, move to request for decision on the grants to groups. Um, do we, uh, who's
3: leading that discussion? You are, Mr. Town? Go ahead. I am here. You're going to hear a lot of me tonight, uh, Council. So um, the next one that's before you is the grants to group uh, request. Uh, these had come before Council a few weeks back. Um, and they had done their presentations, were able to answer questions. Um, but again, in this very rapidly changing times, um, two of those applications of the four, the Women of the North Conference and the Peace River Dance Festival have canceled or planned to cancel those events, so those applications have been withdrawn. The two remaining ones, the Alberta Pondhockey Association, that event did happen and council had indicated at the time what their we're willing to to uh, sponsor or contribute towards that event, um, and then the last one is the Peace River Pride Society. When we discussed with them last week, their event takes place on March or May 30th to June 5th. They have not canceled their event yet, um, but they're going to consider as they get closer. Um, so the report's in front of you, and there's there's a little bit of verbiage on on what this brings. First of all, I'll talk about the Pride Society, which um, brings in up to 250 people, participants, either local or from the region, to participate in the LGBTQ2 um, events that they have going on over those five or six days. Um, and this is the 10th year um, of events for this, for this society or this group. Um, they've asked for $1,000. In um, council, based on their application and, and their 10-year anniversary, um, seemed or we, we viewed it as an agreeable and a good proposal. Um, has lots of local benefit. It's it's a you know good promotion for the town, um, and it engages a potentially a wide sector of the population. So, um, staff's recommendation is that council provide $1,000 in funding towards. The um, events scheduled for may to june conditional on those events occurring and again that is a to be determined
1: greg i'm sorry to interrupt but the but the memo actually i believe says 510 oh no that was in
3: 2019.
2: that's a different one isn't that the ms
3: uh, the recommendation that i'm looking at which might be oh under- yes i
1: see it now gray
3: Pardon me. Yep. And that's
0: because it's been a oh. 10 year anniversary, so that's correct. I'll make that,
1: I'll make that motion, your worship.
9: May I ask a question before we vote, um, just before we even, uh, make that motion, because for some of these organizations that have had to cancel, I, mean, I would say for the majority of them that have had to cancel their events, they've already incurred some expenses and. You mentioned two other events that have been canceled and they, they came to you and withdrew their
3: application or did they just cancel their event and they haven't talked to us yet? I just want to confirm. Um, it's more the second one. So they didn't come to us and withdraw. We just confirmed that their events had not happened. So um, we've taken them off of this for now. And then there was some talk about going back and, and working with them to realize if they did have any costs and then Um, maybe there's a chance for them to come back um, once those costs are known so let's say they have to incur booking costs or something like that and and then maybe council could consider that at a future um, grants a group opportunity
9: yeah like so one of the events that I'm involved in we had to cancel and one of our sponsors said you know we've already got the money on the books you, We we will send it to you so that your organization kind of, I guess you say essentially stays whole so that in the future, you know, you, you are still in good standing to restart your event. And given that, just with how these monies have worked out of the Grants to Groups organization, maybe this is an option for us that you know, these events don't have to get crippled so bad in the future. They can continue if they end up in a really bad
3: position after this year, as I'm sure many are going to. So. Yeah, but I, I saying. So um, staff are willing to go back and work with the two, okay. the two events and see, you know, um, and you give them a chance to basically amend their application and come back and say, you know, we, we wanted to do this, obviously COVID-19 happened and would council be able or willing to consider some and, type of funding.
9: Um, I would suppose time is on our side with this, right? Um, Quite possibly, yes. Like we don't have to, say, like you're looking for things to do. So, <laughs> you know, these guys ended up waiting four months before we got around to them again to say, hey, council's not, you know, heartless. We we want to work with you. Is there, you know, that yep. kind of thing. Okay, well, just there. wanted to-
0: Probably depend on our cash.
9: Well, you know, everyone's, Taking
0: a punch to the. I'll
9: leave it. Okay, so. Did uh, I make a comment?
0: Yeah, if we could hear you.
8: Uh, yeah, Byron, just so just from the, the comments you mentioned there, so if that funding for the group goes through because it's on the books, does that mean next year that group wouldn't apply
9: for that funding? It just carries over? Is that what I'm kind of hearing? No, what I'm saying is, is these groups have likely encountered expenses. They've had to refund registrations and that kind of thing. So there's a chance that they they would be in a really bad financial position. I, I I would mean, what I guess what I'm trying to say is they could apply again next year. I don't mean hold the funds for them until next year. I mean, they probably have bills to pay now. Yeah, and that was kind of my
8: comment because if that's the case, case and if the funding if the funding did go through um just I'm not sure who that is but uh if the
2: sorry I,
8: so if that funding did go through um would we not allow
0: no 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 would no, that that think if, sure, so not allow them. No, we'll we'll look at the um, if they they feel that they've incurred some costs and they want to be a rei- or they need to be reimbursed for those costs to stay whole, we'll entertain a we'll we'll entertain them come making an application to that effect, and staff has indicated to make a good faith effort to look at it and judge it, but that doesn't preclude anyone from uh, and I and I don't think the policy precludes anyone from applying uh, next year for the same event. Okay, thank you. Uh, so we have a motion on the table from Councillor Downing to uh, approve the LGBTQ2S+.
9: Mr. Town, you forgot the S. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the, um, I don't know that she actually made the motion. She was just about to, and I oh, kind of jumped in front of it. Oh,
0: did you make the motion
1: or not make the motion? Um, I, I, I agree with Byron. I was just about okay. to. I appreciate the comments that he made. Those are very important things for us to consider um, this year for our grants to groups. But I'd like to continue with the motion for the $1,000 grants to groups to the LGBTQ2+.
0: Two S plus, yeah. Two S plus.
1: Thank you, Your Worship. (laughs) I think I'm
0: the only woke counselor on this whole (laughs)
1: council. (laughs) Is that what
0: we're going with? All right. Oh, I see they dropped the S. They officially dropped the S. So you guys are correct. Okay. All in favor of Counselor Downing's motion. In favor of Counselor Downing's motion. Okay. Is there another motion to be made on, or there
3: has to be another motion made on the pond hockey? There is. So there's a, I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time on this. Council's very familiar and they did have this discussion back at their GNP meeting. Uh, so there is a recommendation that council provide $5,000 in funding um, plus the in kind support that they've received at the time for the 2020 Alberta Pond Hockey Championship. Okay. And how much was that for? is for five thousand dollars
0: okay somebody
4: want to make that motion to ratify the. Um, i'll move that we ratify the decision to give five thousand dollars to the alberta pond hockey association as previously discussed okay all in favor in in favor
7: and look yeah, and in your worship just around that item there's a an outstanding iou uh brian allen uh, brought that lovely photo we should uh make sure we slide him into an agenda sometime between now and June and get a, a council picture with that uh, photo. And uh, he could perhaps provide a report on this year's event again at the same time. So okay. i suggest we bring him back.
9: Are we going to take that
0: photo in the park? We'll, we'll do something. Maybe we'll go out to Lake Carta and take
9: Yeah, because there's lots of space. We can all spread out on the lake.
0: Yeah, once the... The COVID bump goes through, we will deal with it. Um, I think that uh, deals with, with that particular item, right? That agenda item, those two? That's, that's correct, yes. Okay. That takes us to new business. Uh, we have a request for a decision around the ratification of the ICF agreement with Norton Sunrise County. Your Worship, was there not one more for
7: the
3: curling club? No, Counselor. The- those were mistakenly added on there. One of the joys of working from home is I um, inadvertently had some previous information on there. So the curling under, club and the um, under, French under, carnival under, were under previous under ones.
7: Understood. Under we'll, uh, we'll carry on. Thank you. So uh, can you go ahead with the
0: ratification of, uh, of the ICF agreement
3: with I could do that. So, as council is very well aware, um, the town has been in intermunicipal collaborative framework or ICF discussions with our regional partners since last summer. Um, these were set up to um, look at regional opportunities to uh, deliver services. So we did look at what services each each party provided, and I'm going to kind of do the same discussion, which. Is, is a bit of an overlay for all three discussions that we've had, even though the, the agreements are a little different, they generally have a lot of the same elements and the discussions that, that made us have these um, deliberations are all common. Um, which again were a requirement of the provincial government to look at the provision of services and then the subsequent funding of the services that are utilized by residents of, of the communities so these discussions as i said have been ongoing since uh, the summer there's been three different committees that have been struck one with each municipality to to uh, do these negotiations and determination of, um, you know the, the appropriate funding level towards towards these these services so for northern sunrise county it was a larger group consisting of mayor Tarpe, deputy mayor manzer Councillor Downing and then myself. Um, and We had several meetings, I would say at least eight or 10 um, meetings to to discuss the the framework and then the subsequent um, operating cost-sharing agreement. At the end of the day, the committee has come back with an agreement and an operating cost-sharing agreement that is fairly beneficial to the town Um, we had a wide-ranging discussion on the services that are provided by ourselves individually and and jointly towards the residents and we have determined with the northern sunrise county um, we've identified which services that we both believe are regional services um, which for the town is transportation services including the municipal airport a whole bunch of recreation type services including the the new multiplex the pool parks infrastructure trails infrastructure open space infrastructure within town cultural services including museum and library services um, the ski hill as uh, something that would be would be supported and the agreement calls for northern sunrise county to fund 33 percent of the net operating costs of those services so we take the revenues from a service um, subtract them from the expenses which gets us the net operating costs and then northern sunrise county is contributing 33 percent of of those costs the previous agreement that we have with them was set at 25 percent on a, a much narrower band of, of services so this is going to be a financial benefit to the town the capital um, funding will be different under this proposed agreement the existing joint capital fund will be abolished or terminated and we will deal with capital funding on an ad hoc basis through some type of committee structure that will be set up an icf committee and that will allow for improved or greater regional planning and discussion around the provision of services in the area. So you've, you've seen these agreements. Um, you've been able to ask staff questions at the time. I'm not gonna say a whole bunch more, but I'm willing to take any questions or, or answer anything if there, there's anything from council. Any
0: questions of Mr. Town? To uh, approve the intercollaboration framework agreement with Northern Sunrise County. Uh, we can't hear you, Councillor. Uh, Can you make the phone? Oh, sorry, you can't hear me. Is that the problem? <laughs> okay, I I'm uh, willing to, uh, to take. If there's no no questions for uh, Mr. Town, uh, if I could get a motion to. Uh, Why do we say ratification? Shouldn't it just be adopt the uh, Intermunicipal Collaboration Framework Agreement with going to Sunrise County? Um,
3: That's what the motion says. (coughs) Council approve the Intermunicipal Collaborative Framework between the town and the county as presented and then the operational cost sharing agreement. Okay, the agenda has
0: ratification. Okay, who wants to make that motion, Mr. Good?
4: Sure. I'll make a motion that council approve the intermunicipal collaboration framework between the Town of Peace River and Northern Sunrise County as presented, and that council approve the operational cost sharing agreement with the Town of Peace River as presented. All
0: in favor? In favor.
1: In favor. In favor. In favor.
0: In favor. That sounds like a unanimous uh, consent. That'll take us to the. And municipal collaboration framework in agreement with the md of peace number 135
3: uh, do you want to speak to that as well mr Town? yes i'll speak to that your worship and um, if any of the committee members for this committee was yourself Councillor scowler and, and myself as part of the negotiation committee um, and again similar to our discussions at northern sunrise county um, a lot of back and forth about uh, the provision of regional services and and the support towards those services this agreement and as you're aware is a little different Um, we were not able to um finalize the cost sharing or funding agreements and we would not have by march 31st which is the deadline to pass or ratify these icfs Um, so what we can do and what We've agreed to do with the MD is we will approve the intermunicipal collaborative framework um, as required, and since uh, a funding schedule or agreement would become part of this, we have jointly agreed to defer a funding agreement at this point, but we did make it conditional that if it were not um, finalized by August 31st of 2020 then we would immediately go towards arbitration. And so really that allows us to, to sign and finalize this agreement as per the MGA while still setting, <coughs> excuse me, some, some timelines on a, some type of financial agreement. So like I said, it is a bit different. There are no real financial discussions or provisions to address at this time, um, but we're looking for approval on, on the agreement and then this committee or, or staff will go back and, and commence with the um, funding agreements and try to bring that back before council this summer. Could you just call? <laughs> um, all in group,
0: uh, um, any questions for Mr. Town?
5: Councilor answer?
0: Hearing no. What's um, on your
2: phone? no. Um, okay in section c or some schedule about the operating uh near the back of the document there was a mention that if something wasn't done by july uh 31st rather than august so i'm wondering if i'm misreading something or or not yes it's on appendix c and to the effect that the if the agreement is not in order by july 31 2020 should that be august or is it two different things
3: uh no that's the date i don't know why i had august 31st in mind but yes it should be july 31st whatever the agreement says that's the date okay,
2: okay so july 31
0: 2020. That's thank correct. you okay um are you gonna sure. make a motion then somebody Council
2: Deputy Mayor, are you going to make a motion then? Or? Yes. I'll move that the um, agreement be. Uh, I'm trying to flip through and find my wording here. OK, the council approved the intermunicipal intermunis- collaboration framework between the Town of Peace piece 135 as presented. All in
1: favor? In, in favor.
0: favor. Okay, I see in no favor. dissent. Looks like it's a unanimous vote. That then takes us to a request for a decision on the intermunicipal collaboration framework agreement
3: with the County of Northern Lights, Mr. Town. So this is again similar to the agreement that we have in place with Northern Sunrise County, and again similar type um, scenario and, and meeting structure to get there. We at least a dozen meetings with Northern Sunrise County um, and some really interesting discussions and I think fruitful and we learned a lot about them <coughs> and vice versa. Um, but again, the, the discussions did come around um, to their, their completion. So we do have a proposed ICF with funding arrangements or parameters set up um, with, with Northern Lights. Um, these follow a formula. So one of the items that we had tried to address as we went through our discussions was, let's, let's rationalize a formulaic approach to the funding of these services. Um, so the, the agreement that we have um, proposed one with Northern Lights does look at the region and then each partner's um, basically an ability to generate resources as part of that region. So it is a, a formula where we do look at the region, we take 60% of the assessment, um, or we take each, each partner's assessment, figure out what their proportion is, and then round it down by 60%, and do the same for population, take their portion of the population, and then um, factor that by 40% um, to determine what a reasonable amount partners should fund towards each service. Um, which we then utilize and, and this is what Northern Lights would contribute towards towards our services. and um, So we can't say what the number will be in the future. We did know last year's number would have had them at approximately 27.3% of the cost for the, the regional services. Again, the regional service listing is a little different than the one we have with Northern Sunrise County. Um, And again, that's just the nature of discussions, but the structure of the agreements are similar and the listing of services are are very close. Um, And it would show that in 2020, estimated contribution of $1.15 million, which is about 45% more than what what we're getting from them right now. Um, Again, subject to changes to the inputs to that formula. Um, so, again, the information's all here. You've, you've seen the funding or the agreement with the funding provision. And I'm willing to take any questions if there are any.
0: And if there aren't any, uh, perhaps like we could get a motion to adopt this, uh, this agreement.
7: Who's ever chatting, could they
0: uh, use their microphone? Just leave it on. Yeah, so if I could get a motion to uh, adopt the agreement with the County of Northern Lights. Your Worship, uh, I would put a motion on the floor that Council approve the interveno
7: simple collaboration framework between the Town of Peace River and the County of Northern
0: Lights as presented. All in favor? Favor. In favor. Okay, I hear no dissent. In favor. So we'll pass that motion. There's a briefing note uh, that's coming to us. This is the Emergency Coordination Center activity summary. Uh, this document was uploaded this morning. Um, does,
3: is Mr. Harris gonna speak to this one or are you speaking to that, Mr. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, ICFS are done. I'm on vacation. You guys do whatever you want then. <laughs> uh, no, um, I could go through it really quick if there's any questions on this. So this is a, a background on what staff have done to um, and started back on, on March the 5th. And you know, today is March 23rd. It's been literally two and a half weeks since we started kind of thinking about this at the, the organizational level on how the impact was, was going to hit us. So, we did start to review our business continuity plan um, back in early March, um, and we did create a working group to to review the plan because we knew that we would probably have to enact it. Um, Working group consisted of senior management plus other resources within the organization. So we brought in the fire chief, HR coordinator, safety coordinator, communication coordinator to assist in the review and development of the plan, which ultimately would lead to final implementation. Um, On March the 13th, um, the working group implemented the business continuity plan so we started to, to enact on the items within the plan, which again, it's business continuity. Our focus was looking at the services that the town would have to provide, supports that we would provide to other organizations to effectively deal with this pandemic. Um, and then anything that sorry, we would have to do to, to uh, assist the broader community. Um, the plan was dated, it was originally approved back in 2009 and several of the references that were in it, um, such as references to the World Health Organization, um, referenced protocols or or announcements that the, the WHO would make that were no longer relevant, such as their stages or identification of, of pandemics or issues. So um, that is something that we've had to navigate through, um, again, very similar, but You know the referencing was was incomplete or inaccurate on march 16th at 9 9 in the morning the town um, through the cao enacted our emergency coordination center this would allow us to um, more effectively interface with other operation centers or groups throughout the region or province it allows for a structure for us to communicate with them, operation center to operation center, and that's what we're doing right now, and this is still active. Right now we're using it as our structure to be able to make decisions at the senior management level to intake information. So we're receiving information from the AHS-ZEOC, which is our Zone Emergency Operation Center for the Northern Zone. Um, We're also receiving information from provincial sources through the Provincial Operations Center, the AEMA and then other local groups such as ATCO or Mercer or other potential affected parties. Um, The staff for the ECC is similar to what we had for our pandemic plan implementation Um, and this has taken up a significant amount of time. Um, ECC activities both in terms of the plan, um, been very difficult because decisions that we would make would literally change the next day uh, based on the information at the time, whether the information changed or we just didn't have enough, um, again, to with the focus being on the, the maintenance of our critical services. Since this has started, um, I'm not going to go through all the details for what each individual section or department has done, but we have shown for council um, what actions each, each group within the ECC has done, uh, the supports that have been put in place to maintain these infrastructures um, and services, and the other things that we will do to assist the community or other organizational resources as needed, um, while protecting and ensuring the safety of our staff, which is important and as we're learning, um, work to enact to flatten the curve and reduce the spread of uh, any um, virus or whatnot that are going through the, the region. I the object of the plan was to plank the
0: curve. <laughs> okay. If, if possible, that'd be nice to do. Okay, uh, so are you going to, did you roll four and five together or uh, is five going to be a different?
3: Briefing. Uh five will be different. Okay. Five is the actual plan itself. Okay.
0: So are there any questions regarding the emergency coordination center activity? Uh as a summary there thereof. Uh, or here I do
8: have one. Is uh Chief Harris in the gallery? He is. Okay, I'm just looking under the report here, uh, under Supplies and Critical stores, and it says that you have a a two-month, basically, worth of supplies. But when it comes to the fire department and their responses, whether it be fire, uh, motor vehicle, accident, or co-medical response, is there enough supplies to protect the members from this uh, current situation?
4: Yeah, we've been uh, looking at the supplies we have on hand. We've got some more supplies coming where we can. Obviously, as you know, supplies are restricted from suppliers around the world, Um, but currently we do have enough uh, medical protection uh, equipment on hand. And we're also going to be reducing the medical responses that we respond to. Um, We just enacted that today through the AHS MFR program we're just going to be responding to cardiac events and choking events.
3: Okay, thank you, Chief. Irv. I think if I can, I'd like to take this opportunity, both for council and the public, um, just to reiterate that even though the town hall is closed, we are still performing services as able. So we are not, we are not not doing services. If someone wants to come and get a business license. We will deal with them, it's just gonna be over the phone instead of face-to-face transactions. And we've enabled staff to, with some latitude on how to carry out these services. So business license, if you come to the town and pay us, we'll give you a business license. Now we might just bill you. We don't wanna do that, it's a bit of a process, but if that's what it takes to uh, facilitate and make it easier for the public, that's something we will absolutely do in this time. And and we'll, we'll catch people after you know after we're, we're able to uh, enact or, or transact with them a bit better so we're we're taking steps to ensure that services are being maintained it's just looking a little different and you know we're, we're just working to figure out um, you know the best and most efficient way to do this
0: any other questions for mr town or mr harris okay uh, not perhaps a motion to adopt their information. Uh, if there's no further questions from Mr. Town and Mr. Harris, perhaps we could get a motion to adopt the briefing note for information. Mr. Goodson? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead,
1: Johanna. Go ahead,
0: So moved,
1: your worship.
0: All in favor of Councilor Downing's motion? In favor of the motion. In favor. Uh, that takes us to the uh, brief oh it's actually a request for decision on the business continuity plan
3: so this is um this is a little bit of a, a twofer maybe first of all it, it does allow council to um, be a little bit more familiar and the public to be more familiar with our business continuity plan um, and then if council is interested to enact changes to it, as I mentioned before, it was dated um, and staff have gone through and and made appropriate changes to it that will allow us to function in this day and age a little bit better than, than the previous plan. So again, municipal governments play a central pole and role in emergency planning, even though federal and provincial governments actively engage in the planning, the operational Measures to address and impacts, impacts are generally implemented locally. Um, so, at all times, local authorities in Alberta are, are responsible for managing the first response to an event. Um, and then, when the emergency event exceeds the capaci- capabilities of a municipal response, um, or there's a significant threat to life or property the Alberta Emergency Management Agency coordinates with the government to support the town by linking them to resources as needed. Um, So within the current framework um, for business continuity planning, um, we drive our plan from the Emergency Management Act. And these are resources that are provided by AEMA, sample plans and best practices on on what to include in your plan. so, business continuity connects existing departmental plans um, and identified agencies, boards, commission plans currently held by AEMA, and provides the response plan during a multi-multi departmental business disruption, which under the plan is what we're trying to avoid. So, the business or the pandemic business continuity plan is a component of our emergency management plan, and it's mandated by legislation and approved by council. Uh, Council, as their role, as the Emergency Advisory Committee, is responsible for in- ensuring the immediate municipal emergency plans developed and maintained on an ongoing basis as new information becomes available. So this revised business continuity plan is more aligned with the, town- or with the province's current Government of Alberta Pandemic Influenza Plan, the Canadian Influenza Preparedness Plan, and the incident command system, ICS system, that that we implement. Uh, Key changes to the document were to the alignment of towards the ICS system, (laughs) update to reflect current pandemic planning, um, staff succession planning, um, minimizing illness among staff, a review of the critical services, and then um, changes to the staff summary and, and staff structure. Um, so as I said, this is a chance for council to review this, um, it might prompt further discussion or if you're comfortable to approve this updated plan, which staff will then continue to utilize as our, um, business continuity plan as we go forward through this event. Any questions? Of any, any questions,
0: any questions of Mr. Town or? Mr. McQuaid or Mr. Harris or Ms. Bell?
1: So your worship, I, I hear Mr. Towns saying that they've done some updates, but you know, I'm I'm guessing that includes the information on page seven, which is who constitutes the uh, <coughs> the group, which is has Norma's Lance's Parish, Renee, and James. Uh, well, James Lindsey can stay and Dave Bellows names in the plan. So I'm guessing some of those changes are happening in the document.
5: That's correct. Uh, so that uh, is looking at the changes to su- succession. So that's uh, looking at the changes succession, those names there. And uh, their names are uh, in a few other places in the documents, and those will be uh, changed and updated as well.
7: Uh, along with that Perfect. Jim uh, I, I noticed the uh, just to pick up on JD senior so so it says November of 2009 so if we go with the changes uh, you just put a revised date on that document as well so you'd update it and then and then put a current planned. date on it is that the idea right. the
1: substantially updated plan is at the back the of the house? document oh, past page 64. Oh
7: page 64
1: documents and the oh. new one is pushed in behind my apologies that we built it that way
7: my My pdf fails before i can
3: scroll out that far all right is oh i right? see now okay
1: yeah I, it does I have saw the, saw the existing head. plan plus the proposed
3: one okay i see yeah. that as the back
1: of the page that, the that,
7: the that clarifies that okay. uh, clarifies a number of things Thank yes you. i will lead with that
1: <laughs> Thank
0: you. Oh, oh, this this was this was a test to see if we were actually paying attention. Well, the plan that came around in the email this morning was the old one. So, um, okay. It had
1: both, sir. It was at the very back again.
0: Well, I guess that's a lesson learned, right, uh, Ms. quick. <laughs>
1: I should
0: have led with the new one, sir. My apologies. Uh, good. So, uh, I'm, I'm somewhat interested in, uh, particularly around public works, what we're doing to minimize illness and, and uh, keep, keep people on their feet.
5: So, uh, as soon as this became apparent that uh, we were moving in this direction, uh, we took uh, some stages very early on in uh, adjusting work schedules and separating shifts. One of the things that we did uh, last year was actually stand up two distinct uh, crews within Public Works and it made it easier to, uh, when it came forward to, came to the point to implement this, we were able to offset those shifts by about two hours. So one shift would start around 6.30 come in, get all their gear, get out the door, and start work. The next crew would come in behind and also start work uh, a couple hours later, and, and uh, that would maximize uh, the separation of the two crews, and each of them have their distinct uh, washroom facilities and distinct uh, eating areas, and they're again, just trying to maximize that social distance as much as possible. <clears throat> and much the same thing is happening with our water wastewater operations as well.
0: So they're not on a 7 and 7 schedule, there's anything like that, they're just, they still work the 5 days a week but are separated by 2 hours?
5: That's correct. They ha- And we've been finding as we've been working over the last week and a half they have very little contact with each other. So.
0: Uh, are there, perhaps, perhaps you can just brief us on some of the other minimization of contact. You mentioned the water and wastewater, group. they're actually on a six and eight schedule or something like that. Or.
5: That's correct and the, the mutual days that they're on together, there again they're offsetting those shifts uh, okay. to make sure that they're not coming into contact with each other and trying to give them distinct facilities that they can go for uh, bathroom breaks and and have lunch and whatnot right. some of the other uh, items that we've de- uh, put in place is uh, most of my engineering staff that can work from home are working from home uh, myself my engineering technologist we're actually flipping uh, alternate days so i'm in the office Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and working at home from Tuesday and Thursday. And the opposite days, JC uh, is working on days opposite that. Uh, there again, and the rest of the office staff, uh, some are working in the mornings, but not in the afternoons, and some are offsetting shifts like that. So at any point in time uh, for my office staff, I've only got two staff on at any point in time. And I'm sure uh, Director Bell and Director Town have similar things they can share as well.
3: Um, yeah, so I'm, you know, I could also add uh, we've done similar um, type activities with some of our functions. So at the fire department, we've now split the, um, uh, it, that has able to, so we now have two, um, we're doing four on, four off shifting so there's no overlap um, and we're trying to uh, really limit interaction between those those two groups um, we have brought an extra casual in to um, just offset this time it's, it's beneficial to have two firefighters on at any one time for for vehicle movements and, and you know other um, setup and, and, and cleanup type activities so they have brought another casual on um, for other activities and corporate services Um, We're we're taking the guidance that is going throughout the the province or the country. Uh, If you don't need to report to work, you're not. Um, But we have set up all of our staff to be able to work from home. So productive work is getting done. Um, Today was day one of several. um, I don't know how long it's gonna go. Um, But there's there's lots of activities, lots of good uh, catch up and planning work that we're able to do and, and take advantage of this time. Um, airport activities, again, it's it's a little trickier there. The, we're down to two operators right now and they generally don't see each other uh, much, but if we do have an illness out there, we'll have to figure out how to manage that. Um, yeah, and that's really the core of our, of our functions. We do have someone at the finance desk, that's the first point of contact for any phone calls that come in. And if anyone wants If they contact us and they they want something, we'll we'll get it to them somehow. We'll figure out some way to make
0: it happen. And how are you handling vendors
5: and consultants and uh, other So uh, I'll speak to uh, our contractor uh, question first. And so with contractors, we've been in touch with them. In trying to determine what equipment and what resources they they have, uh, and we've also extended that uh, on the water wastewater operators. We've kind of gone through uh, to our fellow uh, municipal districts to find out what uh, operators they have spare surplus and how we can uh, help each other out in that regard. Should we uh, run short on operation staff here? Uh, On the consultant side, uh, we've been in touch with uh, uh, our project teams uh, that are working on our current projects and uh, the big question comes up, uh, of course, is uh, force majeure options uh, within a contract. Uh, It hasn't gone to that regard yet. So on our Reservoir 365 project, basically they've asked for a two-week contract extension as a result of what's going on right now, and we've approved that one. So there's been no major impacts to our projects at this point. Uh, (coughs) And one other thing I'll kind of uh, discuss is, uh, I've stood up a kind of a working group with our regional engineers uh, in the area. So the engineers for uh, County Northern Lights, Northern Sunrise County, and MDS Smoky River. And we have a teleconference once a week just to discuss uh, mutual aid considerations and uh, any challenges that we might have on the engineering and infrastructure side that we can help each other out with.
0: MD piece
5: is a part of that? Uh, MD at Peace, uh, they don't have an engineer on staff, so. Well, perhaps
0: that's a service we could uh, provide them. Good. Uh, so, yeah, the last plan was geared towards uh, H1N1. And yeah, the last plan was geared towards H1N1. We uh, we didn't have to enact it, we planned for it. Um, now we're putting that into place for uh, COVID-19, and uh, I I suspect there's, there's stuff that we can do. Uh, as we go through this, we'll uh, amend that pandemic
3: plan to, uh, so that the lessons this time around don't get and lost. Yeah, it's interesting. There, there is a lot that we've learned. When we first went through the plan, at least personally, I, there were some parts of it that I thought, well, this seems a bit much or unnecessary, but it's actually been proven that, yeah, we, we did need to focus on these things in there around the HR and communication efforts, which are vital for the, for the beginning of this. It's taken a lot of time to um, be able to properly find our place in the communication stream and to figure out what the rules are when we deal with our employees. So those are significant components of the plan. They need to remain in there. Um, but it does just require the updates. Our structure's changed in those 11 years. We have different level of directors, not as many um, and those are things that we just have to change and identify and improve as we uh, as we're going through this okay
0: so that was so why did you
3: put a request for decision on here what's your your request um it was in case council was in a position to approve this pretty significant and meaty plan but we also understand that probably requires some some more discussion so will defer to council if they want to uh, to consider or approving any changes as they see here. And then I think, from a staff perspective, we we understand that that's um, a pretty significant ask because there's been limited time to review and have talks about it.
5: But it should be noted that uh, until the the updated plan is approved, we're operating under the 2009 plan.
3: We we are. Yep.
2: Yeah. So can we approve this um, as a temporary good draft or something?
0: We'll approve it as a final interim.
2: <laughs> as a, pardon me?
0: As a final interim.
5: Like it should be recognized, it is a living document and yeah. it will continually be updated. Yeah. So all we're kind of looking for is uh, for council to kind of update this to to where we are at this point in time and we definitely have options if you as you review it uh, in the next couple weeks we can I
0: I think we should two. just uh, accept this for information and you guys should uh, work through the plan and uh, and where it needs to be modified modified and uh, perhaps once the crisis has come come uh, is over we uh, we adopt, the, uh, we adopt the
3: lessons that you've learned in any plan? Um, and, and we can and we will do that. We just need to be careful because as this is a council approved plan, if we deviated from it, we might be accepting some um, liability or exposure. So wow. if, if we don't follow the plan and then someone calls us out on us after the fact, there could be some exposure there. So we will- Oh, so you want a CYA clause
0: put in there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you understood that actually.
3: No, no I, I, I do. We're, we're, we're comfortable following the existing plan, but it does have some shortcomings, and we are we, okay. we are doing improvements and modifications as we're able to, but we're, we're not generally deviating from it because that could introduce exposure to the town if something were to happen. Okay, so what, what do you want us to do to adopt the, the new plan as
0: ready? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, who wants to make that motion uh, to adopt the new the new pandemic, the, the 20, 2020 pandem- pandemic plan, Goddamn plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
9: oh, can, I, can <laughs> I make that motion? Before you hurt yourself or something? Go ahead, Sorry. please oh. make that motion. Okay, um, so, I'll just get the wording exactly right. I, I, I move that council approve the updated pandemic business community plan as presented. All in favor? In favor. In favor. In
0: favor. Is there anyone dissenting? Okay, it's passed. unanimously. Yeah, okay, uh, then we have a briefing note, uh, request for options report.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Or did this one? Did this sir, the, uh,
5: I'll, I'll move
0: it.
4: I'd love to approve a three line. <laughs> they, it says staff intends to prepare a report. I, I'm totally in favor of staff preparing
0: a report. Okay, so this is a.
9: Should we discuss this? <laughs> they intend to prepare well, That's even better. <coughs> you almost started, is what you're saying. No idea.
0: <laughs> I think this may have been around a.
6: Uh, yeah.
0: what, what is this around, Mr. Parker? You
6: know. Yeah. So this the, this item came up um, last week when some counselors were talking about possibility of uh, uh, what we could do for um, the taxes. And since we've already had most of the discussion already, what uh, we were looking at is bringing a options report. Um, with everything that we could possibly do for not only this tax period, but uh, other areas that we could probably alleviate uh, um, issues and expenses. But what we wanted to do, we wanted to make sure that we had all the information for the province, and also uh, some do a real in-depth of what we could and cannot do, and, and just make sure that uh, we don't jump the gun right away. So uh, we wanted to bring back an options report, uh, and we just wanted to make sure council would be fine with that if we brought back one. And it, it sounded like from our earlier discussion that's basically what council is okay with.
0: So perhaps this should be a motion to uh, to direct administration to to bring back a uh, an options report regarding uh, uh, property taxes and other uh, other financial implications from
3: from the COVID 19 crisis.
6: that would be acceptable your worship
3: your Your worship if it's okay before council considers that um if it's agreeable i wouldn't mind walking on an option that is a little pressing and that goes around our utility uh billing um our utility rate bylaw though that's a current one for our charges it does discuss and identify that um if a customer hasn't paid their utility service charge within 30 days they will be assessed to late charge. Um, since that's by-law, that's something that council or staff will will enact until we're given authority to do otherwise, so if council was interested in um, waiving late payment fees, at least for one month or longer as we uh, get through this, and again, that's actually a recommendation from the premier to to consider, um, we can entertain that and enact it if, if you're so. Um, um, premier Kennedy had mentioned three months for for utility bills and I'm not saying we do it for any less but we could also do it for one month at a time until until we know for certain or we could just waive um, interest charges early late, late payment charges for three months whatever council's willing to entertain well I
0: prefer if you were a little more definitive on what what you wanted here because mm-hmm. you uh we obviously rely on those water charges in terms of cash flow in terms of keeping the
3: water and wastewater treatment facilities up and running right we do and there is an impact of about it's approximately eighteen or nineteen hundred dollars per month um our league fees are about twenty-four thousand a year so um, there is a financial impact to doing so and, and that's what it would be just under
0: two thousand dollars per month, if, if council wanted to consider. So why don't we do this? Why don't we? And, and we should actually deal with the options report first, and then and then deal with this one. But I I would suggest that uh, we we defer them for 30 days, or at least till the end of next month, and then you come back with a with another options report. <laughs> And then we can uh, see what the full
3: impact is. Yep. Yeah. And we're willing to do that. It's just it is timely because water bills are going to vote okay. uh, later this week.
0: Okay. And uh, so so perhaps a motion to so what what do you what what would you recommend for the next thirty days that they don't have to pay them at all in the next uh, next. Forty-five days, or we just defer, we waive the late penalties. So
3: my if, my preference would be to defer or waive the late penalties, because then, if you say people don't have to pay it, they won't. Right. But if you defer the late penalties, then a lot, a majority, will still try to pay. Okay. Um, and then we still get in as much money as we can.
0: Okay. So let's deal with the uh, the options report regarding. Uh, property taxes and uh, other financial, uh, what was the wording I use Other financial implications due to the COVID crisis. Who
9: wants to make that motion? Um, I'll move that uh, council direct administration to defer late payments for one month until such time as on water bills and utility bills until such time as they come back with a comprehensive report around utilities, taxes, etc. Okay. okay, all in favor? In
1: favor. In favor. In, favor. in favor.
9: Okay. And we've already put out that about um, turning off services, right? That 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 message has already been put out there that that won't be happening. Am I correct? Did I read that?
3: somewhere um, in one of Autumn's. Yeah, I'm, I'm certain we've seen it. I, I know we've, we've said it out loud, I just have to recall where it is. Um, and staff do have a bit of discretion on on the, the cessation of services that is not necessarily mandated within the bar lot. and We tend to work with customers too, um, but we will strive that people will not be cut off because of, of inability to pay over this period of time.
5: Yeah. So only point I'll bring on some clarity on that. So we will continue to, Uh, turn on and turn off services for people that move in and out of their facilities so that will carry on it's just that you know we won't be turning off any customers for non-payment at this point okay thank
9: you okay
0: so then there's another briefing note information on states of local emergency this will be a verbal report and i understand mr parker you're delivering that
6: that's correct, uh, Your Worship and Council. Um, this past week, uh, there's been a few uh, uh, discussions concerning uh, should we call or should we not call a soul at this time. Um, <coughs> what we have done is, is administration has talked to um, uh, the province, uh, other municipalities. Uh, and uh, basically, if you take a look at uh, today's talk report, there's only of the, just over 300, well, there's more than 300 uh, municipalities. Uh, um, but of those um, over, you know, 300 municipalities, 41 have called a sole, um, and of that, uh, there's 98 municipalities that have op- are operating their emergency coordination center or emergency operation center or incident command post. We are one of them. Um, so the majority of municipalities, what they're doing is instead of actually calling a sole, they are opening up a center. When we discussed with the province about the, the ramifications of doing the opening our ECC as opposed to uh, physically doing a SOLE, um, the province said basically, why do you have to do a SOLE? Because the SOLE gives you a couple of uh, um, strong, uh, basically measures such as restricting travel. So they they asked me, do you want to restrict travel? I said, I don't think so. They said, do you want to stop um, or do you want to uh, control the distribution of essential supplies i said i don't hear that being a problem right at the moment do you want to evacuate people or, or animals he said no um, how about enter places without a warrant he said no not at this time how about procure price uh, price fixing and essential products And i said we haven't had complaints from the public about price fixing or essential products um, so Basically, they said, uh, and and then one of the other things I brought is how about financial compensation if uh, uh, we call a soul, we'll be allowed compensation. He says, no, you'll you'll, whether you call a soul or don't call a soul, if you incur costs um, and we and uh, we would get uh, financial compensation if need be. So right at this particular time, we uh, uh, our uh, ECC committee sat down and we said, should we be recommending to council that we a and our recommendation at this time is definitely not. We are very lucky because our bylaw allows us to have two counselors uh, uh, help us uh, if we do need this. So if for some reason down the line, we don't have to call the full council together. Um, If we feel that we need this tool in the toolbox, we could just contact all of council and we could just have two counselors actually sign off on it. Um, But right at this time, we don't see we need it at all. it has to be renewed every seven days. And um, it, it basically just, it, it, it causes a little bit more work for us right at this particular moment. And we just um, we're not we just don't think we need that. Um, one of the other fears we had a concern was, if we called the soul, um, we would actually heighten some of the anxiety in the community. Um, and we just don't need those these tools right at the moment. Okay. Any questions of Mr.
0: Parker?
2: So I've got a question.
6: Oh, yes. it again.
2: Um, just um, if uh, perhaps we could sort of memo or question and answer the public type thing about the soul as to just what the implications are. In other words, just some information for them, because some of them, I don't know what they think a soul is. We-
6: we could put something together uh, and get up by Wednesday at the latest
2: they probably think it's the
6: sole solution
0: i kind of agree with the
4: deputy mayor but i think one of the misunderstandings is i think a lot of people feel that without a soul we're not doing anything and, well, uh, and that a certainly you won't get to have it that's for sure yeah. true <laughs> I mean, it's hard to walk on the shoes that don't have them either so um but but what my feeling is in the explanation i think we should talk about some of the things because the town is doing a lot of things to manage this and i think that part of the what you're talking about if I'm correct is um dealing with the soul but also explaining along with that some of the other steps that we are taking um to manage what's going on because again like i think a lot of people you haven't called the soul therefore you're not really you're not reacting to it and I, i believe that's incorrect so i'll leave it at that
0: well, my yeah. thought
8: process on the whole situation and i was in favor of, of the soul but my thought process at the time was making sure that administration and uh, the authorities had all the tools in their toolbox that they need but with uh, mr parker's in- explanation i'm line with that
0: well if people don't know that the town is doing stuff they obviously have gone to the BTEC center mm-hmm. uh, or the pool, or we've uh, or been hanging downtown, so uh, we're
2: listening to the radio.
0: So I think
2: uh, it, go ahead. I think it's more more reassurance, and the more of that of that we can give to people, the better it is mentally for a lot. Okay.
0: Well, there's uh, another reason why we need to keep the soul in our back pocket is we still have to go to go through ice breakup, so I wouldn't want to have a soul out there that and then uh, have to have to change the direction of that soul and have people go oh well that's old news. Uh, we had a soul uh, two weeks ago, so and, and so not underscore. Uh, perhaps a flooding a
6: flood warning or something like that that we need to get out a perfect example for the the flooding aspect of it is if we need to go to uh, one of our local contractors aka uh, let, let's just say aren't saying we're commandeering your equipment and your personnel because we can actually conscript personnel also with the soul because of the massive flooding and uh, we can do that right away so that's that's the whole purpose for the local state of emergency Now, I also asked, uh, will the province be calling a a state of an emergency, not local, Uh, they have had those discussions, they have not made the decision on it yet, Um, but they might be doing that, at which point then they will be probably implementing a whole bunch of changes, if they do do so. If you take a look at what they're doing around the, um, the country, like, uh, for example, Nova Scotia has implemented um, a state of, uh, of emergency, and they're actually telling people, if you are coming into their province, you have to self-isolate. And even if you're from another province, that's specifically a PI, um, they're recommending they, uh you should self-isolate, but they're not saying you shall isolate um, in PI. So different provinces are doing different approaches. When we if listened to the uh, Dr. Henshaw today, and they asked specifically about calling a sole right this moment and restricting travel. She says, we might get there, we might not. We have to just look at, and, and every province is doing things differently, and they have to look what's in the best interest. Um, and, and, and that's why just even in, Municipalities uh, in Alberta, a uh, soul might be a good um, tool for them. But right at this particular moment, it really isn't for us. Okay. So, um,
0: so do I hear a motion here from you, Deputy Mayor, to direct administration to uh, to list the uh, the just the reasons why the or to communicate why the town hasn't called a soul yet is that what i heard yes and is that your motion or what
2: i move that the administration be directed to uh send a memo or to write a communication uh to the town residents uh as to the implications of a soul and also at the same time to indicate some of the other things that the town has been doing uh in this pandemic
4: speaking up to that motion uh deputy mayor could that be done in the form of one of our normal question and answer things would that
6: be acceptable i think i think i think so. um how, how about we bring in the uh, communications and come out to find out what were the best tools to get this information out with me because it might be question answer it might be some other way um would uh council allow us to do that find the best way to get communication on this uh this topic
0: yeah let administration make the determination sure
9: i think one thing we could and we'll probably swap some emails around it before heads out or whatever like some other things is one of the reasons we haven't had to do it is because businesses and organizations have been doing what they should be. They're not waiting for us to have to tell them. And frankly, we don't want to tell them. We don't want to have to tell them. So to say, you know, businesses have been limiting on their own how many people come in, and they've been keeping prices where they should be, and limiting quantities. and. Um, you know, the lodges closed ahead of time and, and we didn't have to tell any, anyone to do any of this stuff. So it's kind of a, I guess you could say a community bonding opportunity that we could say, look, these guys are looking out for you too. So that's off
6: to them. Well, if you also take a look at, you've got the social screening. You have a great group of people who could use Facebook and they're very effective at doing it and shame businesses or individuals uh, who are violating the rules. And they could do more damage than we can ever do. Uh, in trying to enforce the rules,
7: I think we need to be cautious about what we say. And i a retirement guy that spends four to five hours a day watching news outlets. Uh, you've got to be living under a rock, really small rock, to not understand how severe and how critical this country is at right now. And you and the, the range of people's information is just absolutely incredible. You've got a country like the UK, who basically doesn't think there's a problem, and then you've got the governor of California that tells 40 million people to stay home. Now, let's dial this back to Peace River. I think what we need to do is emphasize the municipal messages that we can. And it's about closures. It's about all operations. It's about, yes, your water will be turned on yes you can still get a business license let's stay focused on those things i don't think it hurts to underline the messages of alberta health services or the provincial government or the federal government but let's stick to our business and uh, i don't want to cause a panic uh, i understand the discussion around a soul i i don't know if we want to introduce that because then we just inform people that yet another level of exam of anxiety and I don't not sure if they need it. Uh so I I not I guess to Deputy Mayor's point I I'm I'm all for communicate, but uh let's let's not cause more problems that, by but by raising some issues that really aren't necessary. And again I, I there is just all kinds of information out there, whether it's websites or local broadcasts, uh let's stick to our business let's tell our residents what we're doing and we are doing some important things uh, and and let's underline what alberta health services are doing and 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 you know the, the school division's another one i mean everybody needs their role so let's let's steer if you've got a question about public works yeah that's our question but let's not start answering questions about other people let's just put them in the right in the right page at Who's ever responsible can answer it. It's a tough time. I'm sure everybody's feeling the
8: pressure. Well, just to chirp in, I just want to say that uh, I think our communications uh, coordinator is doing an awesome job with the communication she has been putting out in Absolutely. Regards to, in regards to all the Alberta health recommendations. And to be honest with you, when I like I've been staying at home quite a bit, but I still have to go to the grocery store. And people just aren't listening. They're not abiding by keeping six foot a week away from other, pe- from other people, or doing the uh, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The social distancing. And I think, I think Autumn's doing an amazing job. And that that, that uh, communication still has to keep on going on, on almost on a daily basis to get this sunk into people's heads. Like this is this is severe
1: so coming back to elaine's motion about writing about a soul which i, I hear colin's comment I, and i feel the same way elaine i feel like we should really focus on the fact that we do have our ecc up and active we just uh renewed our business continuity plan um and as colin says we need to stay in our column in our on in our lane we're staying in the municipal lane and we're following the directives of our province and our country and we will continue to do our business um, but i feel like if we introduce the whole state of local emergency we could add some confusion
8: what about in the uh in one of the comments or the communication coming out talk about the the ecc and what what we've been doing there
1: that is my preferred my yeah,
7: preferred that, that, way that, that would be fine, there's nothing wrong with that, and I think that that underlines the point that you know, council is aware of, of, of the problem uh, from a business perspective, from a municipality point of view, from a resident point view, to the point where we've got centers set up and we've got staff resources assigned to it, and people are people have reassigned their duties i mean they're spending four to five hours a day running this so uh, uh, it's it's not something that's being done on the side of a napkin on somebody's desk there's there's a team there and they're, they're dedicated and they're following provincial directives participating in conference calls when there's significant announcements uh all of those things so uh, yeah
0: yes that's but that, that That's fine doing that absolutely okay so uh Elaine's motion to have uh, our communications officer uh, draft and publish a communique regarding regarding the soul and, and the activities that we are performing uh, is still on the table. So all in favor of Elaine's motion. I I
8: couldn't hear okay. you there.
0: All in favor of Elaine's motion.
4: Against. So, so who's,
5: so who's, okay, so I'm seeing Downing and uh, Counselors Downing and Ford are against. Uh, Councillor Needham, I show as neither approving or disapproving at this point
6: well he has to uh, vote uh, no no he voted against
0: okay okay oh okay i was i was against the motion i oh okay okay and elaine manzer i assume your four-year motion
5: you're muted elaine
2: I don't know. It keeps. I put it on mute, and it seems to be opposite. So I don't know. Anyways, I'm in favor of my
1: motion, okay. basically. Okay. So onwards.
0: We, can we pass it four to three?
1: Can can we modify that that uh, motion, Elaine? Or can Is I, would council is count- okay oh, Go ahead, Johanna. So interested in in a well I, I'd like to see us continue to direct our administration and our communications person to uh to focus in on the things that the town is doing um and not and not
0: oh she's frozen
1: not focus on state of emergency
0: I think you may need to reiterate your point, uh, Johanna Downing, because you—you were—we had some buffering problems at this end. (laughs) I think we still have some buffering problems. (laughs) You're frozen. I
1: am I, Uh,
5: Jim? Did you catch what I said? I (laughs) did. Yeah, I did. I (laughs) Well. I think it's, uh, it, it's the incoming into the town hall that's freezing up. Uh, okay. One okay, of the reasons
4: I, that I still I support, there, I still support right. the deputy mayor's motion is we're not reacting to a question that's not being asked. The, it's not we're bringing up the subject of a soul because we just thought about it. We're, we want a response to the question of a soul because the question has already been asked people have been asking publicly why the town is or is not putting a soul in place. That question is already out of the bag, that the, the horse has left the corral, whatever analogy you wanna use. So people are already asking and it doesn't have to be the focus of everything. But I think that there's some, you know, Chris made some very good points as to why we haven't um, put a soul in place. And I think that that's fine. But I think at the same time, again, we we talked a little bit earlier about talking about other things that we are doing, and I don't see why they can't be part of the same communication. I don't think it has to be solely
9: about the soul. Got it. I think administration has had enough of a view of our conversation today that we should just let them take a run at it and see what comes up.
1: Yeah,
9: excellent suggestion.
1: Agreed. And the motion
0: is being dealt with. So. Uh, no reports, Mr. Town? There are not, Your Worship. And there's no information? Uh, none, Your Worship. No notices of motion? There are none of those, Your Worship. Uh, we don't have a public with us, uh, so I'll go to key communication items. Uh, is there any press on the... Oh, okay. So, uh... Uh, I will go to. I'm here. Okay. Uh, I don't know who I am here is. Okay. Oh, Joanne.
1: Joanne.
0: I uh, forgot. Joanne? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh. I. Uh, I don't sorry, know which one of you was first on the phone, but uh, Joanne, uh, why don't you ask ask the questions that you have now? Okay. Or set up an interview.
10: Yes, I, I think that uh, I'll have to give some people a shout tomorrow because the transmission cut in out of time as we're going to do right now. Okay. And um, so, Greg, are you available to speak with tomorrow? Um, um, Greg? Please. Yep, I, I am. Do you want me to email you my
3: schedule tomorrow?
10: Yes, that would be awesome. Okay, I'm actually
3: yeah. in the office, but I have a couple of meetings during the day
10: okay yeah just email me and, and we'll figure something out to uh to do that because uh, the most defensive thing i have so far is tom saying that he's the most woke person on council so i think we don't want to leave that one <laughs> okay um what else there there uh yeah just to go over just to confirm motions etc uh the S plus group was giving the um, prize i was given a thousand dollars i'd just like to confirm some of the stuff that you guys talked about okay um and so and I, and, and it sounded great as a is a is a guy who talked with about most of the stuff um i what else do we have here uh oh well, he's the most yeah, garrulous of course. us all
0: pardon me he's the most garrulous of us all oh well there you go we'll start
10: with you um, uh, Orange, you said uh, you asked him parents about if there's enough supplies and he said we, we do have some on hand and we've got some coming, so we got that one going there. Uh, and I think it was Orange who also said somebody is doing an awesome job. I didn't catch the name of that person, Orange, Is that is that Autumn?
0: Yeah, that's what he said. Um, yeah.
10: Autumn, okay. I just want to make sure. Autumn is doing an awesome job in, in uh, communicating with the public about... The COVID-19, etc.
0: That—that was your your conference, right? Yeah, that was it. I don't know if he can hear you uh, because he's on oh, the yeah. Zoom okay. thing.
8: I can—I okay. can hear kind of a conversation going on, but whoever is speaking, I don't know who it is, and it's really mumbo jumbo. Oh. Okay.
0: Well, I answered well, your question, didn't you, Andrew.
10: I'll, I'll I'll suffice it to say that I'll speak with grade who qualified most of the items that I'll heard tonight, and 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 I've got a few quotes from Byron as as well. I believe it was Byron. I you know so if I need to confirm her counselor, I will I will phone you guys on an individual basis as well. You guys comfortable with that? Yeah, comfortable. Yes. Okay,
0: so
10: cool. Alright, so that, that's about all I've got to say. I'll, I'll wait for Greg's email and I'll go through the notes and phone people as necessary. So thanks a lot for that. Uh, Ms. Yeah. Thompson? Um, I think you covered most of my questions because I did want to bring that question about the uh, soul to council. So I think the back and forth was really interesting there and I look forward to your Q&A document as that comes out. And then we just um, contact uh, you, Mr. Mayor, for a couple of just additional quotes um, on the situation. And otherwise, thanks very much for covering everything you did. Yeah.
0: Feel free to put, put down the quote that I'm the most woke guy on this council.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, good. Uh, okay
10: guys thank you very much thank you
0: okay yeah, good night Bye, guys. exiting yep. uh we'll take uh five exiting.
1: minute recess
10: Joanne.
3: so Councilor good is moving that town of peace river council accept the recommendation to ratify the collective agreement between the town of peace river and qp local 898 for the period of january 1 2020 to december 31st 2022.
0: so moved
2: okay all in favor in favor in favor
0: uh, favor. (laughs) okay um a motion to adjourn so moved Volunteer.
2: who was is-